We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, what's good? We are back. Another episode, Ain't No Seats podcast. And B-Turn, we've got a lot, a lot to recap from this weekend. I mean, it feels like, literally feels like a month ago, game day was there. Like, I can't believe how much has transpired uh since that morning in lawrence but what a morning it was what a day it was it was a great game didn't go how we wanted but um you can't i don't think anyone i don't think any kansas football fan walked away that from that game being discouraged or or felt like we didn't live up to the hype because we absolutely brought it on saturday and tcu just was a little bit better um so how you doing? Hawks are five and one. We can no longer go crazy about us being undefeated, but I think this team's the real deal and I'm still feeling really good about them. Yeah. I think we proved a lot to some people around the country that maybe doubted us. And it, like you said, it's when you, right when you lose that game, my feeling is just gutted. Like it's gut wrenching. It's tied with four minutes left. And like you said, TCU was a little more disciplined. TCU didn't commit the penalties. They didn't turn the ball over. We did. We had some tough penalties, uh, maybe some that weren't called late on TCU, which we'll probably get into. But you're gutted at first, and then you leave the stadium, and you're just like, I kind of smiled a little bit. Like the the state this program's in right now, and the weekend we had college game day, golf's announcement, and we just hung with one of the best teams, not only in the country or not only in the Big Twelve, but in the country, and a team that's favored by four this weekend against a team that everyone thinks is going to be in the Big 12 title game this weekend. So we hung with TCU. It was tied with four minutes left. It's just a really good football game that could have went either way. Um, we had a quarterback that comes in, throws for 260 and four touchdowns in the second half. So electric second half. And like I said, we were the team that made the mistakes. If we would have played clean or at least cleaner football, we probably win that game. We fumble at the one-yard line. Um, a couple calls might have went against us. Beans – um interception led to seven points immediately we missed a chip shot field goal so the fact that we made that many mistakes and probably didn't get some calls that we should have I'm not blaming the refs and we still had it tied with four minutes left tells you how good this team is yeah no and I mean I feel like the big fear heading into Saturday and it's something we've we've felt before it's 
the second you start to get high hopes and KU starts to become the story, you think back, I mean, we always bring this game up, but the, the Les Miles K-State game, and you, you have this excitement, the campus is buzzing, and I think this team had proven more than that team had, obviously, by a lot. But there was still that fear in the back of my mind is how, like, what if TCU's really, really, really good and game day shows up and then we go in there and just get absolutely pumped 35-7 or something like that. Like, that was my big fear. And, yeah, I mean, I we simply just lost the football game. Like, yeah, we made mistakes. That's going to happen. But nobody's walking away from this game thinking that we can't go out. As we've said last week on this show, you can't tell me that not every single game on this schedule is winnable. Now, the problem is every single game on the schedule is also losable. Mm -hmm. That's what's scary. Um, but this team showed that we can go out and compete with anybody. Um, anybody. You know, the fact that we lose Jalen in the first half, he goes down, which is brutal. Um, but Bean, I mean, it was kind of weird. And me and Allen were even sitting in the stands. And at halftime, I was like, you know, it kind of felt like TCU had Jalen a little figured out or had our our offense a little figured out. We weren't getting much, you know, we weren't really moving the ball much in that first half. And I was like, I wonder if Bean will just, you know, give him a different look and maybe that turns things around. Maybe that gives us a spark. I did not expect him to throw four touchdowns and throw for how many yards? 260? Yeah. I mean – insane performance by Jason Bean and I'm so happy for the guy because you know it's got to be kind of killing him to I, I'm sure he's supportive of Jalen but it's got to be tough to he played good last year he almost beat Oklahoma and lost his job to Jalen Jalen beats Texas and I'm sure it's been hard to stick around not not transfer knowing that you're the backup but he got his shot and he did not waste it so I just I loved Jason Bean on Saturday yeah I mean he threw some dimes to Skinner um, some, I guess, controversial calls, but they reviewed them and they still stood. So I don't really get the outburst about those because they reviewed them. Um, I guess there were some rival fan bases that said we deserve to not get those calls late because of the reviews, which doesn't really make sense. Um, his pick was terrible, but it's tough to really yeah. get mad at the guy because we had the lead 17, 10 and we had it. We were in a position, we did tie it late, but we were in position to tie it again on the final drive. And it was real. Like I was super super frustrated at halftime when you're down 10 to three, there's no reason the team should have been losing. Definitely not by a touchdown. Think about the first half. You got three drives. You're inside the 40. The first one I believe was to Skinner, which he had it past the sticks for a kit for a uh, conversion. We went for it on fourth there. We would have had it. We get to the one yard line. God, I'm so yeah. still so pissed about this play, but JD, I love JD. It's so tough to get mad at him, but kind of careless with the ball. Kind of like, I still haven't really seen the play because I kind of refused to watch the highlights. Um, but it looks it's like he just, was a little I careless mean, holding it out. He kind of jumped. And that's kind of the thing with He really JD's. wanted to score. Like, yeah, yeah, it's frustrating he did it, but it was just, it wasn't him. Like, he just really wanted to get in the end zone. So it's hard to fault the guy. But yeah, those are little things that he's going to get better at as he gets up. He's still 19 years old. Like, yeah. So we so. had three drives inside the 40 that led to three points. And then the fumble at the one just seemed like a huge momentum shifter. Um, cause TCU goes 99 yards right away. We would have been up and think how good the defense was to that point. That was kind of later in the second or in the first half, like late in the second yeah. quarter where we were about to score and the defense was unbelievable in the first half. They held TCU to a field goal early and then a fourth and inches stop. So you score there on the one yard line. I, 
I mean, I know the booth is going to be outrageous. It's going to be loud. The defense is going to be juiced. But then the defense is like, damn, we just put in all this work. We got all these stops. We had a chance to get in the end zone there to give us the lead, and they go 99 yards. And then TCU kind of had their way the whole second half. But just the fact that we were down a touchdown at half kind of bothered me. I thought at least be tied or maybe have the lead because we had the ball coming out. I think if JD yeah. scores there, obviously the game's completely different. It's kind of a 14-point swing. But if we yeah. were tied or had the lead um, with the ball coming out, it would have been crazy. And then JD's injury just sucks. I tweeted about it last night. It's kind of a play where he should have got rid of it way earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Highshaw last week, that injury is just terrible. It's a play that looks looked like it was dead. I remember I stopped watching that play, and then I hear yeah. the crowd after the fumble. So two, two injuries, back-to-back weeks to – I would, I mean, I kind of think it's our two biggest players on offense. They were definitely the guys getting the most, like, I mean, obviously Jalen's got all the publicity, but like Highshaw kind of came out of nowhere, not of nowhere, but Devin Neal was the big name and Devin Neal's been fine, but like Highshaw really was the guy getting all the storyline, I felt like this season. I think Highshaw was starting to get on a lot of people's radar nationally. And so, yeah, that was absolutely awful to see him go down and then have Jalen turn around go down the next week um just brutal and God. you know we're used to awful things happening to KU football but what I love about this staff what I love about this team is they didn't just I mean they could have folded they could have absolutely folded um and to I come mean, back and swinging in that second half was swinging was so fun I mean they scored immediately coming out of halftime to tie it and then get a stop get the ball back and just like that you're up 17 10. And Dude. I get I get my hopes up so much with sports. Like my team can go up seven, and I'm like, yes, we're about to be yeah. six and zero. We're going to Norman next weekend, chance to get to seven and zero. It's just crazy how I can get my hopes up that quick. But it just I guess I don't know if you agree, but it shows you how good this. I guess you kind of just said it, but it shows you how good this staff is, and just puts guys in the right positions to succeed. You got a backup who had a great fall. I guess the QB battle was closer than people thought, and. I think some fans have said all along that if we do have a capable backup, and if it came down to that, then Bean can come in and um, produce, which he did in the second yeah. half. And they had every chance to win that game or at least get to overtime. But, dude, you know how I don't like Andy Kotelnicki, like, I can only think of it like comparing it to like a basketball player. You know, when a basketball player just hits a point in a game where he like, is completely in his zone or what are they, what do the mm-hmm. kids say? He's in his bag. Like when a, like KD or, or somebody's just in the zone that just seems like everything they're doing is clicking on the basketball court. There's moments, there's stretches where Andy Kotelnicki just puts together like a stretch of play calls where it's like, Oh my God, this guy is so zoned in. This guy is so locked in and it's so fun to watch. And that's kind of what happened early in that second half when Bean came out and you're stressing about our offense. We we struggled the week before, um, and now we're back out there again in the first half struggling. It's like, oh, God, what's going to happen? And Kotal Nicky, with the help of Jason Bean and the rest of the players, like he put on a clinic there mm-hmm. for a while in that second half and he, pretty much the whole second half. Um, so that's just – I love that guy. I love the creativity he has and just the stuff he throws out there because it's yeah. – great to watch but i mean yeah i can't i can't imagine what was going through ku fans minds about the offense just thinking about what was going through my through my mind like just a bunch of negativity i'm sure you had some doubts as well they go a whole half 
against Iowa State without scoring, and then they go. And that's the thing, too. We talked about it last week with Iowa State. They were still moving the ball, and they were in Iowa State territory. Most yeah. of the second half, most of the game, they just – I guess they made some mistakes. Highshaw fumbled, which he got hurt on that. And then this week we fumbled at the one. I guess we missed a field goal late, but we were still driving it in the first half against TCU and had three points. So it's crazy how they adjust on the fly. They come out second half and they put up 28 points, obviously being through four touchdowns, but the staff is so good. And you just said it earlier. They're going to have, I truly firmly believe this and I don't even hesitate to say it anymore, but I truly think we can beat every single team left on our schedule. But then you look at Saturday and it's like, it's that good of a game and you just come up you come up short. So there's going to be games yeah. that we're in the rest of the year that we lose. So, yeah, but I still think we're going to be in all of these games, if that makes sense. But it's, it shows you how hard it is to win a football game. I saw a K-State fan tweeting about, oh, K- KU finally played a good opponent and showed their true colors. Dude, the game was tied with four minutes left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I love about it. Like, if we were going to lose in a way, that was about the best way possible to lose because, like, that was the one of the most exciting games of the day. Like people loved watching that. You could tell. Like I saw Big Cat, who has kind of been hesitant to hop on the KU train. He tweeted, he was like, "I'm sorry for not believing in Kansas because like this team is very fun. Like we are fun. We're fun to watch. We're not the old Kansas. We are a legitimate team. And like you said, we can win every game on the schedule. The thing that sucks about it is." we're probably going to have some really painful losses. Some, yeah. Like we're going to have one possession games that come down in the final couple minutes and we're going to lose some of them. Think about West um, Virginia. I mean, that yeah. game goes to OT and West Virginia had all the momentum. They scored, got the two point conversion. That game could have went either way. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. we got, it came to a Jacoby Bryant pick. If he doesn't pick that or it's incomplete, they probably tie it and who knows. But I mean, we could be up seven with a couple minutes left <laughs> and they tie it. So yeah. It's it's really tough to win football games. I think every game will be close. I've almost talked myself into this week winning the next two, which before the year would have sounded crazy because this is the crazy stretch of the year we've talked about for a couple months. But I guess we're a nine-point dog this weekend. Baylor will probably be around the same. I know they're a three-point favorite in Morgantown, which makes me feel mm-hmm. – that makes me feel good about KU also. So – I think I think we'll hang in these next two, but like you said, it could be a devastating loss where, like at TCU last year, it's tied. They hit a game-winning chip shot field goal. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be. It's kind of like I think I joked on the pod a few weeks ago, like the realization that every Saturday now matters. Like every game is gonna hurt. Like we're gonna be fully invested, just like we are for conference play in basketball, where it's like any loss just kills your mood you said it you didn't even want to watch highlights the old like KU football had gotten us to a point where we could just take it we could just handle the 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 awful moments because we were so accustomed to it and now it's like I'm already out of that like I was just so annoyed that we lost Saturday Mm -hmm. Um, and I know you were too um but hey like I said it was a great game fun game and before we move on and talk about anything else, I want to just make sure we talk about the atmosphere, college game day. Like, I didn't know. I really didn't know what to expect because we are obviously a basketball school, but we're a school that people just have been craving football so much. But I did not know what to expect for an 11 a.m. game. Or like I knew it was going to be a sellout, but mm-hmm. to see the hill Saturday morning was insane. To see that... ESPN said it was one of their best showings of 
a college game day all year or in the last couple years is insane. So I don't know. I just love that atmosphere and I hope we keep it going. I talked about it last week, um, kind of how it felt fake and like I couldn't believe it. So I don't know like with you when it hits you, but I kind of get into the parking lot Saturday morning and you can see the fans up there, which I didn't get a great view of all the people because the trees and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Like, it if you look up there and see the crowd, it was just completely full, uh, almost completely. Like, you, I was on the hill, and, like, you just look around, it's just a sea of people. Like, it looked like, not quite as crazy, but, like, you think about those images from the Chiefs Parade and, like, where people are just sardined in and just jam-packed Chiefs Parade, Royals Parade. That's how it felt. Like, it was just people everywhere. And to see our crowd that's known as a, a basketball school show out like that for college game day was, I mean, I loved it. I, it, everything about the day other than us not winning the football game exceeded expectations for me. Like that's, that's how good it was. Yeah. So, that's why I came to a point where I just, I was upset at first. You lose a tough game where you could be six and oh bowl eligible. And then you leave, you're kind of just like happy smiling. Like this program is in a great spot right now. Game day, golf's announcement. I went up there Friday night to check out game day. It just felt surreal. Never thought we'd get it. And it was one of the like most viewed game days, they said, yeah. in a long time. So amazing. It was amazing weekend. And it was we lost, but it was a win to me. I don't know if you agree with that, but well, I was when we gave uh Lance or the team the standing ovation in the crowd and uh Lance was I was sitting there talking to like Alan and Chris and the people around me. Like I was like, that's going to piss Lance off. Cause Lance does not like moral victories. He's not in the business of competing in games. He wants to win them. And uh, so for us, yeah, we've been here. We've seen the, the awful side of it. And so it, we did appreciate how, how much they showed out on Saturday, how much Jason Bean stepped up in a tough spot. But I know Lance doesn't want that. Like I know Lance is not looking at that as a win. So yeah, it's it's certainly it's nice to lose and still feel really positive about it. And that's my main takeaway from it all. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about the wild night that was last night with KU football, KU Twitter. A um, lot going on. One of the, I mean, a really memorable night. Like, I think it's one that we'll talk about for a long time in the future just because of how crazy it was. So let me let me recap. Let me recap this entire story. So Jalen Daniels goes down Saturday. He's hurt. We we don't know what's wrong. We don't know how long he's out. We don't know if it's – and Lance had said day-to-day yesterday. Um, but then all of a sudden a guy named Zach Boyer, who I don't really know his job. I think he he's worked for ESPN. He's worked for LJ World. Um, he's, I think he's been helping LJ world, KU sports.com this, this football season, but I, I guess he wasn't fully employed. I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but he tweets that per a source, Jalen Daniels is out for the year is what he'd heard out for the year and KU football, the meltdowns on, right? Everyone's tweeting like, Oh my God, gutted. Can't believe like, this is awful. We all felt horrible for Jalen. We helped, we felt horrible just for the like Jalen was riding an all-time high and to see him potentially go down for the rest of the season was going to be devastating. Well, then Jalen Daniels quote tweets that t- tweet and says, sheesh, this is news to me. And then people start saying, whoa, 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 wait a second. What's going on here? <laughs> well, we'll is Jalen not out? And then this is my favorite part of the whole saga. Lance Leipold posts a picture of Jalen in his office wearing like sunglasses, just looking so happy, even like raising his hands in the air. And I don't know if that was like a thing to show, hey, look, my shoulder's fine. I think it was. Um, He tweets, hey, look who stopped by my office tonight. Hashtag rock chalk. Very subtle. But to me, Lance Leipold's not a social media guy. Lance Leipold is not tweeting. He's not posting pictures. For him to do that last night was a statement to – and I don't know what happened because then Matt Tate, who is the uh, sports editor, the beat writer for KU Sports, LJ World, he tweets out that, hey, this Zach, this Zach guy that broke the news, uh, he doesn't work for us. He, he, we, we heard this, but we weren't able to verify this through our sources, whatever. He says we, we have nothing to do with that. We couldn't verify it. And that's kind of where we're at we still don't know if Jalen's out for the year I don't think he is I think it's more likely that Jalen is truly out probably a couple weeks um but we just don't know I think it's I think it's a good thing though would you agree that the fact that Lance and Jalen came out that strongly makes me think we're gonna see Jalen Daniels again this year yeah I think so for sure and I don't know if it's a situation where maybe they're saying he's not done for the year because we're gonna have a bowl game maybe just because Technically, that wouldn't mean he's done for the year. Um, but if, like, I don't know, if Bean plays the rest of the year, would they really put Jalen in over him and the boy? I don't know. It'll, I guess it would depend on how we play. Like, I, pers- I personally think it's just a coach thing to where they don't want teams – like, they want teams to scout two different quarterbacks every week, which makes a lot of sense. And I feel like they've been super secretive with injuries all year. They didn't want Kai's stuff getting out. Um, and then JD now. So, I think it's smart to do this and – Obviously, he's not for certain out for the year. They probably would have announced that. So, 
I think they want teams to plan for two different QBs. Obviously, this week it's going to be Bean, but but Jade, I don't, I agree though. I don't I I don't think they would have came out and said they would have been that strongly um, on Twitter. Uh, and then the obviously the picture of JD just kind of proves yeah. that he's not. I don't think he's done for the year. And him yeah. raising his hands was definitely just messing with people, kind of talking about his shoulders. So yeah, my. Uh... My favorite theory about the whole thing was like, what if it was KU just trying to find a leak or trying to find somebody out there that's going to run with the story and leak it and they completely got this guy to fall for the trap? Um, But I don't know. I don't know. Um, So as of now, Jalen's not out for the year. He's beans. I I think the plan is being to play on Saturday. Um, but we got to talk Saturday. We got to talk about that outrageous line that's coming out this Saturday. I mean, what what's it even at now? Nine? Yeah, it's at nine. It was nine and a half yesterday on one book. And money lines up to plus like 260 plus 265 range. I don't understand. I feel I really don't. I really well, don't. I was driving to my house before the pod. It made me think of the Houston game where Houston – Houston's just been a better program, obviously, lately. Um, they had big expectations before the season, and they just expect them to take care of us easily. And I feel like the spread is around the same thing. Wasn't Houston around nine? Uh, yeah, nine and a half, I think. Was and Houston I said nine. I said uh, on the pod that week, I think we're the better team. I think we're better than Oklahoma, even with Bean. Um, Dylan Gabriel against TCU, I'm, I know it's – I can't really compare other opponents – can't compare other games so but they were OU was down 24 with Gabriel in the game I know he got knocked out but it was 34 10 against them I think our defense got stops against TCU and I think if we're not better we're just as good as OU so the nine line doesn't make sense I think it's kind of based off OU coming off a loss to their biggest rival potentially but I just don't get it like obviously so like you said it you said you think we're better than OU um but, like, if you just look at the rosters, it's not even close. They are so much more talented than us. It's not like Venable. I don't know what the deal with Venables is. But it's not like they have a staff that sucks. They're loaded with talent. But, boy, do they suck. Like, they're bad. They're bad. And so, to me, and I don't know, Vegas is smart. They're always right, it seems like. But they've been wrong a lot about this KU football team. Yeah. And to me, it's like one of the most disrespectful lines I've ever seen. I get it's a road game. I get Daniels is out and Gabriel's back. But, I mean, I think back to what Martinez did to that defense, what Duggar did to that defense, especially Martinez. Like, if you can get Bean working on his feet on Saturday, like, I think we could easily win this game. Like, I just – but. You never know. Bean could struggle. I just don't know. But he tore him up last year. So uh, I feel good on, about it. I feel really good about it. Yeah, and depending on what TCU line you got, KU's just been a cover machine this year. They definitely covered the first five weeks. I know the line got to seven and a half against TCU last week. Some people got that. But, yeah, I personally think we're just as good. OU's defense looks terrible the last three games. They gave up 49, 55, and then K-State kind of did whatever they wanted late in that game against um, Oklahoma, but they give up 27 to TCU in the first quarter. 
not the first half, first quarter. And they were, like I said, they were down close to 30 with Gabriel in. I know Gabriel's going to be back. Maybe he could be a little rusty. He's missed a game and a half. So I feel really good. It's at OU. But like you said, I thought it was going to be, if I would have guessed, I would have thought maybe OU minus three. I personally, yeah. and then I kind of thought it might just be a pick, like an like a pick em game, I, I really, guess. But two scores seems outrageous to me. And like you said, kind of disrespectful. I mean, so if we beat, let's say TCU goes slightly different last week. What if what if we score on that last drive? What if they call pass interference? We score, we go for two like Lance said he would, and we win the game. TCU or Oklahoma just lost 49 nothing the week before they lost. I, what was the score TCU the week before OU? 55-24. Or 55-24. They lose to K-State the week before that. If we beat TCU – are you telling me that we are nine point underdog? Like, I don't know what the line would have been, but that's really where we're at. Like we were like 25 yards away from that game at, at the worst going to overtime potentially, or us losing on a two point conversion. So like, it's just mind blowing to think we could potentially be six and zero right now, top 15 in the country heading into three and three. OU, who's gotten absolutely destroyed the prior three weeks. And they would still be probably, five, six, seven, eight point favorites. Like just because of the names of the programs. There is nothing I want more than to win this game. And I mean I obviously want to win, but like or just I want us to look back and be you know vindicated that this line was a complete and utter joke. But I don't know. It's always tough to question question handicappers. They're good. They're good at yeah. what they do for a reason that People don't, don't win money gambling for a reason, but I'm just heavy on the Hawks. I don't get how it's two score spread. Like I'll never, I, I won't ever figure it out. Obviously they could cover, but this is a team that's 0-3 in the Big 12 right now. And none of the I games know. have, none of the games have really been close. They just got shut out last week without Gabriel, which I guess you got to give their offense a pass, but Texas did whatever they wanted. TCU dominated them. They put up 34 or maybe 40 in the first half. I just don't get it at all, and I know it's at OU. They're coming off a loss to the rivals, so maybe they'll be juiced up, and there's kind of maybe some pressure on Venables. They're obviously not going to fire him, but there's it feels like there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks over hovering over that program right now. They have Am a starting – one of their starting just, safeties is going to be out too. He got hurt in the Texas game. Am I insane to say that they are the worst team in the Big 12? I don't think so. It could be <laughs> West Virginia – if their name wasn't OU, if they were West Vaugh, if they were Texas Tech, if they were KU, even if they were K-State, you're looking at this team and you're saying this is the worst game left on our schedule. This is the worst team left on our schedule. And that, to me, is mind-blowing. And I fully expect OU to figure it out a little bit, but I don't know. I hope Two it's scores, not this weekend. Though? Two scores, yeah. Like yeah. maybe it could. I could see it's going to be – it's going to come down to the wire, maybe like last week where – just back and forth in the second half and maybe we're down seven late and we got a chance to tie it or maybe an OU game or an overtime game. But I don't understand how it's a two score spread and it's rising right now because the JD news, when you watch Bean last week, which that is the one thing that worries me this week is OU has a full week to prepare for Jason Bean. They go watch the film last year. He kind of just came in firing last week. TCU didn't see him last year. He just comes in firing and, and you can't really draw up a game plan for him. So, oh, you could go watch the game against them last year. He played plenty of games, so it kind of worries me. 
But I still think, like you said, Kotal Nicky's going to be firing on all cylinders. Our running backs are money. Our offensive line's been really good, and their defense couldn't stop, can't stop anyone right now. So why why do you think they would stop one of the best offenses in the country? So so here's the other side of it, though. Like obviously, we love the Hawks. We've watched this team all year. But if you're an outsider looking in, and you say, okay, well, the last two weeks. Kansas has lost their starting quarterback and they've lost their starting running back. Maybe it's not crazy to think that we should lose this game by two scores. Like, I don't know. I guess that's how somebody that's not a KU fan that doesn't realize how good Devin Neal is, doesn't realize how good Kai Thomas, Sevion Morrison can be. Um, and doesn't but, realize how good. I mean, I think most people realize how good Jason Bean can be because they watched him last week, but how many, uh, how many teams do you think we've played this year that are better than OU right now? Um, like f- how firmly? Would, how many teams would you say? And then how many teams would you question? I would potentially? say I I think Houston's better than them, and I know Houston's kind of been sketchy. Yeah, uh, I think Iowa State's t- Iowa State's defense is so good, but my God, they're all- Iowa State's like the opposite of OU. OU's defense is just atrocious, mm-hmm. but their offense can scare me. Um, but I think uh, I think West Virginia is I think West Virginia is kind of slept on. Like I think yeah. West Virginia is gonna steal some games. I could see them winning this weekend. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. I think West Virginia still is talented. So I don't know. I think you could say West Virginia, Houston, and and maybe Iowa State are better than Oklahoma, but it's just hard. Oklahoma's still loaded with five star talent. And yeah, it's the OU name, winning. like you said. It's the OU name. It's in Norman. They need to win. I don't know yeah. what's gonna. We you've talked about Venables maybe getting fired. It wasn't really serious, but what's gonna happen? What's gonna be the word around Norman this weekend if K- if Kansas goes into Norman and beats Oklahoma, and they Dude. go to what three and four? Three and four, four straight losses, one of which was 49. You just at OU, you they're can't not lose going to a bowl if they lose Saturday. Yeah, there's no and way you can't lose, you can't lose 49 0 to Texas. Like, that's just something they do not want. And so, I'm not saying Venables gets fired this year. I do think if he were to lose to us, um, and then not turn things around by the end of the year, it would be very talked about. But more so what I think will happen is Venables will be back next year. But if it's something where you see them start like three and two next year, or three and three next year, he'll be gone by like week seven. Like OU is too good of a program. They're not going to sit around and be bad for multiple years in a row when they can go out and get another big name. They just, I think they can. So I don't know. I like Venables. I want him to succeed because I, I mean, K-State fans were so salty about him going to OU and, and kind of turning them down. So I really want him to succeed, but I don't know about that. He doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to be the guy so far, but who knows? So yeah. let's do, uh, let's get into predictions. We got, we, we've talked about the line. Let's see. I don't know what the over under is yet. Let me pull I think, this up. I believe it's 64. When I saw it, it was 64. I'm sure it's risen because they've given up 55 and 49 the last two games. How and about Vegas? Just we kinda... KUTCU just perfect. 68 and a half over under seven point spread. 69 points were scored and it was seven. Like just nuts. The fact so, that some people push that over is kind of crazy too. 10-3 at half. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh 
Okay, so KU Oklahoma, the line, as we've said, at DraftKings is OU minus nine. Um, and the over-under is 62 and a half. I, I guess, one, give me your prediction against the spread. Give me your head-to-head who wins the game. And then give me your over-under prediction. Well, you're going to think I'm insane, and you're probably going to hate this spread after I say it or hate this take because you know how bad I am at gambling. And you're going to think it's bad juju on the Hawks, but I'm pretty, I'm going to be laying the biggest bet I've ever laid in my life on KU plus nine. No. Oh, no. I mean, I'm laying my biggest bet of the year so far on KU plus nine, which I hate it. Like, we've got to cancel those. We got to cash out now because we're going to absolutely sabotage this program. Um, I just, I think we're just as good. I think it's going to be, if anything, it's going to be a back and forth game. I'm sure Gabriel and that offense will put up points, but I think I don't see why wouldn't our offense put up points too. They play a Houston defense. That's better. They play a TCU team. That's better. And they're going neck and neck with both teams. Um, I think our offense will be able to do what they want. I know we lost JD. They can game plan around Bean. And another thing that worries me is just the pressure that's on OU. I'm sure that could be a good or bad thing though. I think maybe they put too much pressure on themselves or maybe they come and kind of put it on us Saturday. I don't see it. I think it's going to be regardless a good game, and I I truly think we're going to win. I said this against OU, I think or Houston, I think you laughed, but we were plus nine. I said we're the better team. I think we're the better team than OU. That game was on the road too. I think we're going to go into Norman and win, and worst case we're going to cover. I also think the over is a lock. 64, yeah. I think OU is going to put up at least, what, 20, 24, 28 points. I think KU puts up – I think both teams score 30. I'll say that. I could see a 41-31 game. Yeah. I'm uh, – yeah, I don't know what to – I'm obviously on KU plus nine. I feel like it's one of those where if I don't do it, we just – and we cover, it's like, what were we thinking? Like, obviously, this team was covering plus nine. But – so I'm on that for sure. The over-under, I'm still hesitant on because, like you, you pointed out – Bean came in slinging against TCU, but they hadn't prepared for Bean. And so a a full week of preparing for Jason Bean, I think, can change things. But it still is like this OU defense is very suspect. They do not just improve over a week. They are Their starting safeties out, too. One of their starting safeties is out. I'm probably with you on the over. I'm thinking, but I don't know. I... I, uh, I just can't take a KU under right now. Even last week gets there. Last week yeah. it's three nothing for a while, and then it's ten three at half, and they score a combined fifty six in the second half. I think twenty eight in both quarters, or what was it? It was. Uh, I think it was. It was definitely. I think fourteen all in the fourth quarter. But regardless, yeah, I I just can't yeah. see myself taking an under in a KU game, and especially OU when they've given up. 49 and 55 the last two weeks. I've said that a million times this episode, but I there's no way I could take the under and sit there and yep. cheer for no points. Two pretty explosive offenses. I know OU hasn't been great the last three weeks, but Gabriel obviously is capable. There's no way we don't cover plus nine. I don't know. I just <laughs> – there's hate, no way. I hate how confident we are. We are not good gamblers. But we've been – I have not lost, lost a dollar on KU football this year. Like I – they have made me a lot of. They've made me more money gambling on any team, any sport ever, because I just keep taking them to cover, taking them money line. They just win. 
They just I, they're cover machines, like you said. And this OU team might just really, really stink. They might. Listen to this. TCU's the best team in the Big 12. I really, truly believe that. If it was in Stillwater, maybe the spread would be different. But four-point spread in Stillwater, we just we took that team to the wire Saturday. Tied with four minutes. We made so many. We made f- probably five more mistakes than they did. And we haven't even talked about the last play, which was absolute bullshit. Two guys getting held. It's unbelievable that they missed that. The ball's going to Lawrence Arnold. Multiple refs on the field are watching that, and his jersey gets tugged, and they impede his route. And they don't throw they don't throw a flag on that play. They called one where he did not. I'm not going to say this at all. We did not lose this game because of the refs, but that was but, absolute bullshit to end the game. Yeah, and that should have been called. Was. We should have been inside the twenty, and we would have had a beautiful chance to send that game to OT. Maybe we would have went for two. Lance said we would have. I think that's just saying that after the game potentially, but that's got to be called. Everyone in the country knew that's got to be called, besides K-State fans, of course, but that's got to be called. You cannot miss that. Multiple refs on the field saw that. I don't know what made them keep their flags in their pockets, but that's straight-up bullshit. And I think that wasn't called because it's against KU. Call me a homer, but that's outrageous. They don't call anything on TCU all game. They call things on us. And they don't, they miss that. That's an absolute miss. Maybe the play before that with a horse collar. I don't know. I don't know the rules enough on that. Devin Neal told me it was. I trust him. Um, that's bullshit. Yeah, it's tough. That's got to be mean, called. That game, we, we, I think we got that game ripped away from us late. I'm not saying we would have won. It could have went to OT. We could have not got the two point conversion, but that game has to continue there. The game could not end after that play. It was, it's just outrageous that they miss that. And I'll if we, if we end up missing, say we end up missing the Big Twelve championship by a game, I'm gonna go back to that play and be pissed. I mean, it's not yeah. it's not right. There's no way you can miss that. Yeah, and it it's you said it like the horse collar one. I'm not saying we have to get both those calls, but to not get either of them. I mean, those are very much calls that you're seeing flags by a lot of refs that week. And so to not get either of those calls on the final two plays of the game. It's pretty brutal. Doesn't mean we get in. Doesn't mean we score. But you're telling me you're telling me we're up seven and TCU has the ball inside the thirty and Quentin Johnson, who had ninety six catches and seven hundred forty (laughs) five yards on Saturday, runs a crossing route and gets held and everyone in the stadium sees it. TCU fans saw it. They call that. I guarantee it. I sound like a sore loser right now, but I guarantee they call that on Quentin Johnson. TCU is a bigger brand. They've been better lately. They've almost made the playoff before. or Whatever See, I don't, they're gonna get I don't, that call. I guarantee. I it. mean, I don't think it's a brand thing. I think it was just a bad call. I think it was just a miss call. Miss bad, bad refs. I don't think there was any. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there was any like doing by the refs to help TCU. I think the refs just sucked. I think they just sucked and made a bad call. Um, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal to see it end like that. I would have much rather it ended on a game that or a play that felt like the players just went out and decided it. The players went out, had a shot to score, but to see it end on a controversial fourth down play absolutely sucks. But like we said, still a good performance. Uh, my oh, official shit. prediction for OU, we got on a tangent there. I'll take KU plus nine because you have to. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. And I will, but I, I, I can't pick us to beat. Oh, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I think we're, I think, OU, like, you know how we use the envisioning, like a scenario, like we, could we vision Remy on the stage with Bill Self? And I said, I can see it. And it came through. 
I cannot see Oklahoma football losing a fourth straight game in the Big 12 and it being to us, unfortunately. I just can't see it. So He's I think we compete. Be. I think it's close. I just don't think we're going to win the game. But That's we're going to be in it. I feel like Vegas just thinks that same thing too. I think they think OU is going to respond. I wonder if Venables is going to be on the hot seat if they lose. I mean, these games aren't close. <laughs> Kidding me? Yeah, I mean he's he's not just losing; he's getting absolutely embarrassed, and that's so, a problem in OU. So there's a lot of pressure on him, and it seems like the offense isn't really clicking. I know they made it; it was a good game against K State, but even when Gabriel was in there against TCU, they didn't really move it. I think they only scored 24 points all game. So, and then last week they got shut out. I know Gabriel was out, but I feel like the offense hasn't been great. The defense is supposed to be good. Venables is supposed to be this crazy defensive mind. They couldn't stop anyone in the Big 12 right now, so I don't think I don't know why they could stop Kansas. Um, I you're gonna think I'm crazy. I still think we're right there in the Big 12 race, and I don't care what anyone says. This is a top 20 team in the country right now, a team that almost beat one of the best teams in the. I I said it last week. I think TCU is a dark horse play, college football playoff candidate. It's not gonna happen. I just personally think they could lose one regular season game, maybe win the Big 12 championship. If they beat a good Oklahoma State team in the Big 12 championship, they could potentially make the playoffs. I'm, I just said they won't, but I think they're a dark horse. We just took them to the wire. We made the mistakes. It was tied with four minutes left. I think Bean doesn't – Bean, it was a lazy pick. We missed a chip shot field goal. So a lot of things went against KU, yeah. and they still had a chance to beat that good of a team. And our defense got a ton of stops against TCU early. And even – I. I'm pretty positive. What was it? We were we were up seven. They missed the field goal, and then the defense gets a stop. So we've said it all year. The defense has gotten every big stop imaginable. Hopefully they yeah. can do that in Norman. I think we're going to go into Norman and win the game. Um, so obviously I'm taking plus nine. I think whatever you put on plus nine, maybe put half of it on money line too because I think we're going to win. So my, I mean, a, I think I'm going to sprinkle some on money line just to be a part of it. But plus 260, huh? It would feel amazing to win that game. I mean, but. missing out on KU Moneyline at Morgantown when we were a 14, 15-point dog hurt. Yeah, yeah, it did. We just didn't know the the absolute monster Lance and Jalen and his staff were. But, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I think our defense is better, our offense is better, and our staff is better. Call me crazy, but I truly believe that right now. Yeah. I hope you're right. But either way, I think we can all agree. Plus nine, disrespectful. It's another disrespectful line. The uh, the Iowa State line was disrespectful. This line is disrespectful. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But, all right, you got anything else? Um, I should be in Norman Saturday, so hopefully I'm not bad luck. Hopefully my gambling advice isn't bad luck, which it probably will be. But I don't see – I don't see this team losing by two scores to some of the best teams in the conference. They just yeah. took the best team in the conference, nearly beat them. So I don't see why the team with the worst record in the Big 12 is two scores better. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I feel really good about this team. We lost JD, hopefully not for long, but I think Bean will pick it right back up. I firmly believe that the staff's just as confident with Bean. I think the players feel the same way. So I feel good going into Norman be freaking awesome to beat them it's been probably what 20 something years 30 oh, years maybe i don't even know and then baylor i should have beat them last year i don't see why baylor wouldn't be a winnable game next week also they're three-point favorite in morgantown a team we beat baylor's unranked um i think i think we're better than the next two teams we play but they're both on the road so 
people forget we won in Morgantown by 13 points. Um, so we, we pumped them, but yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm excited. I, I, I know we're, we lost the game, but vibes couldn't be stronger on my end. I love this team. Love this, uh, the program. I love the buzz that's still going on with the program and it's going to be, it would be absolutely incredible. It would be a huge story if we go in and beat OU. So we're going to we'll see how it goes. That's uh, that's all we got this week, folks. Thank you as always for listening and we will be back next week. Hopefully, hopefully V turn doesn't die from choking, but we'll be back next week in rock shop. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com